All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk, live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. It was supposed to be McDavid versus Crosby, the head-to-head matchup between two generational talents at Rogers Place, but it was someone else who came in and stole the show. Ooh, that doesn't sound good. But we forgot about dry. Let's get into it with bleed. Ah, <laughs> uh, it is time for the lead here on Oilers Nation every day. Coming to you live from the Sports Closet Studio. Three locations in the Edmonton area. They got the new Oilers jerseys in stock. Royal blue and the away. It was a big night at Rogers Place. There was lots of moments where we were holding our breath. The first period maybe didn't go as planned for the Oilers, but they turned on the Jets in the second period, and that propelled them to a 6-3 victory over the Pittsburgh Penguins. One of the better-looking performances we've seen from this Oilers team, and it all started when Leon Dreisaitl decided to turn on the Jets. A three-point night for number 29, including an absolute beauty at the end of the middle frame where he goes inside, outside, and flips it home. He only played, Liam pointed this out, he only played 17 minutes and 17 seconds last night and still found a way to pop home three points. He was an absolute driver for the Oilers. And we talked about this yesterday on the Sherwood Ford Giant pregame edition of the show. The Oilers' stars were not good against the St. Louis Blues. I said my biggest key to the game was getting McDavid and Drysaddle going. It turns out they only needed one of them. 
Drysaddle was sensational. Zach Hyman scored the first goal. Evander Kane found the back of the net. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is scoring at a 40-goal pace this season. Ryan McLeod's right up there with him, and Jack Campbell made a handful of massive saves. We are live on the Oilers Nation Twitter, Facebook, and on the Nation Network YouTube. Give me the most impressive part of last night's victory. Drop it in the YouTube chat and hit the like button while you're there as well. We'll get to all your takes from that YouTube chat, but I want to bring in Liam Horbin to get his take on just how dominant Leon Dreisaitl was last night. Yeah, I mean, first three-point game of the season, like, Leon really stepped up when didn't look great for McDavid at a moment there. Like, that was kind of worrisome, but then Leon just came through, and they mentioned it a couple of times on the broadcast, that slight line change. I believe it was Hyman that came onto that line with Nugent Dreisaitl really, like, Changed the whole dynamic of the game, and now here we are. Like you said off the top, it was all about McDavid and Crosby, but now it's Leon Dreisaitl. Don't You can't forget about him. He's still one of the best players in the league. Yeah, that was a big topic today on Daily Faceoff Live with Frank Saravalli as well. Uh, Dreisaitl, just sensational. Let's go into the YouTube chat and see what people have to say. Rusty says, great win for the boys. I think this is the start of their win streak. They're heading out on the road for a couple of games this week in Chicago and St. Louis. Electronic Jordan says that was fun. Sergeant Battle said, Dry got pissy after that Jari trip. That was one of the more confusing moments of the game was Dreisaitl colliding with Tristan Jari. The other moment of the game, maybe not confusing, or it certainly was concerning, was seeing Connor McDavid go into the goalpost after Jeff Petrie kind of led him in that direction. And McDavid, very slow to get up, goes to the locker room, takes a couple of minutes, but he emerges from the tunnel, the crowd at Rogers Place. You could tell, breathed a big, big sigh of relief when he returned to the bench, and he even got a nice little round of applause as he came back to the ice. I was... um who, for lack of a better phrase, shitting my pants. Because yesterday on the show, when we were talking about where Connor McDavid and Sidney Crosby could end up on the all-time scoring list, I said, you know, health permitted with McDavid. He's been pretty healthy relative compared to Crosby uh, to this point in his career. And then I see him go down, and I'm like, man, the chat is going to light me up for even putting that into existence. But I did knock on wood. When I said it yesterday, so I'll give myself that. Uh, Liam, were you holding your breath just like everyone else? Like McDavid goes down, it kind of reminds you, like, man, injuries can just come out of nowhere. Like, there's no warning when stuff like that happens. Yeah, it was kind of one of those moments for me where I literally just kind of stood up in my living room and stared at the TV until he got yeah. up, and I realized, okay, we're, we might be okay here still. So, whenever you see him go down and like any big player for their team is definitely worrisome, but he. he he came back and he still played a good game. Obviously, he's Connor McDavid. It was it's funny to see the Oilers score six goals and him literally not register a point. Like it just that was the big thing for me last night. Is just you know we spoke about it with Jeff yesterday how Pittsburgh has been able to get so much depth scoring, which has helped them have so much success. And last night the Oilers got it from everyone. Like right at the end of the game, Derek Ryan and Ryan McLeod step up and get the sixth goal and connect on that. And it's, this is what this team is going to need stepping forward if. God forbid, McDavid or Dreisaitl does get yeah. hurt. Guys need to be ready to go, and that's what happened last night. They saw their captain go down, and they stepped up and kind of, I guess, gave him a night off I, in a way, I guess. 
it seemed like that moment kind of woke him up a little bit, right? Like they saw McDavid go down and everyone looked around and was like, shit, we're going to have to do this. We might have to do this without him tonight. Um, and that seemed to really spur the big comeback from the Oilers, which all started with a Tyson Berry power play marker. But that second period as a whole was just outstanding, especially when you consider the team got outshot 19 to nine in the first period. And then they respond by putting up 26 shots on goal in the second period. Both Reed Wilkins and Jason Greger were quick to point out on Twitter that 26 shots on goal, a franchise record for this for the Oilers in terms of shots in a period. And the Penguins, as Gregor points out, didn't register a shot in the final 1550 of that middle frame. It was just all Oilers seemingly once McDavid got down or went down. And once they got that first goal on the power play, which again was Barry just rattling it off a couple of Penguins penalty killer shin pads and eventually finds the back of the net uh, in the chat. Crazy that Connor that we scored six goals and McDavid didn't get a single point. And that was really surprising as well. Jack Michaels had a couple of interesting nuggets on that one as well. Last night marked the 59th game since Connor McDavid joined the club that the team scored at least six goals. It was just the third time he didn't crack the score sheet in that kind of an outburst against Montreal last January, which I think was the game of Andrew Kane made his Oilers debut, and then game six against Anaheim back in 2017. So just all Oilers from that second period on. Um, but there were still, and, I, and I'll even throw the third period into this mix, Liam, the Penguins had some decent chances. And Jack Campbell stood tall. And I, and I think it's obviously been a bit of an up and down start to his Oilers career for Jack Campbell. But now when you look at his five games as a whole, the Calgary game sucked. No one's going to pretend that the Calgary game didn't suck. But against Vancouver, he starts slow, or the team starts slow. Campbell has a 917. In the win against Carolina, 900. St. Louis, 952 save percentage. Pittsburgh, 914 save percentage. We said coming into the year that if Campbell can just be that consistent sort of 910 to 915 save percentage kind of guy, he doesn't need to pitch a shutout. He doesn't need to be 960 or 940 for you to win hockey games. But if he can just be solid in that 910 to 920 range or whatever, this team's going to win more games than they lose. And I think, you know, again, the Calgary game was rough. But outside of that, he's been really, really good. Yeah, like you said, they, they always just need Jack Campbell to be a good goalie. That's all they've needed from any goalie the last few years. They just need him to make a couple of saves in the game, and then the offense will do the rest. And yeah, like aside from the Calgary game, Jack Campbell has been has been really good. Like Zach Lang, I, I think said it yesterday actually on the Bcast with Bag Milk. Like after the first period, like once Campbell kind of eases into the game, he's he's really good and he's made a lot of big saves for the Oilers. Now what's this three games in a row, like Carolina, St. Louis, and now Pittsburgh where he's been a really good goalie for this team. And obviously the, the offense fell asleep against St. Louis, but besides that, like the, it's been good. It's been good goaltending and the offense has done the rest to help Campbell. And last night, nine fourteen save percentage and the Oilers come away with a six, three win. Yeah, timely saves as well, I think, is the big one. Like, you think back to that Vancouver comeback, which, again, a lot of attention on their offense and their power play. But in that second period, right after Vancouver goes up 3-1 or 3-0, whatever it was in that game, Campbell had to stop a breakaway. You go back to last night, there were a couple of moments where the Penguins got chances in tight, and Campbell slammed the door shut. So I thought he was really solid uh, last night against Pittsburgh. Other players that I thought had some good performances, Evan Bouchard. That is a shining example of what makes him so special as a defenseman. Yes, he'll get lost in his own end sometimes. Yes, sometimes his passes will miss the mark. 
But that feed he made to Zach Hyman, that is a pass that I don't think very many defensemen on this team are capable of making. That was beautiful. He ends up with six shots on goal. When he was on the ice at five on five, the shots were 18 to four in favor of the Edmonton Oilers. I thought that was without a doubt Evan Bouchard's best game of the season. And I, I get the frustration with him sometimes. Like, you know, he's a defenseman and sometimes he struggles in his own on his own side of the blue line. I get it. But when you watch games like last night, that that's the reason you stay patient with a guy like Evan Bouchard because what he's capable of when his game's on is is absolutely outstanding. Evander Kane had nine shots on goal. That's just incredibly impressive. And Brett Kulak still has not been on the ice for a five-on-five goal against Liam. I feel like we need to get one of those signs where we can like update it every day, like five games since Brett Kulak's been on the ice for a five-on-five goal against. Because again, <laughs> the Kadri goal where he fell down, that was not five-on-five. That wasn't great. He's had some really rough moments this year. I'm not saying he's been like an A plus outstanding shutdown demon, but damn it, he's gone 77 minutes of five on five hockey without giving up a goal. That's worth something. He just quietly goes about his business, right? Like you don't really notice yeah. him a lot on the ice. He doesn't doesn't bring a lot of offensive points to the game, but he's stopping the other team from getting points. And at the end of the day, that's what a defenseman is supposed to do. They're supposed to stop the other team from scoring and. Brett Kulak's one of the best on the the best on the Oilers and one of the best in the NHL actually stopping the opposition and he, he's a key part to his team and I know a lot of us were a little concerned in free agency when he said he was going to test the market and then quickly came back but thankfully he's locked up here now for what is it four years and hopefully his stream comes alive yeah so I you know he's he's such a key part to this team and the success they're hopefully going to have this season. Rusty, I like this point from him in the YouTube chat. Expecting Bouchard to be a shutdown guy is insanity. We know what we have with him. He's an elite passer and has an absolute bomb of a shot. Yeah, and I think that's exactly it. You know what you have in Evan Bouchard, or you know if he reaches his full potential, at least what that's going to look like, right? He's going to be an offensive first defenseman. Those mistakes in his own end are never really going to go away, but there's value in having a guy like that in your top four. And again, he's so young, like he's He's going to get better in his own zone. Uh, lots to get to from last night's hockey game. And I'm very excited for our guest today, Robin Brownlee, senior writer at Oilers Nation. We are about to celebrate our 15th anniversary as a website. And Robin Brownlee is a guy who has been, a, been around for a long, long time. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day, Robin. Hey, nice to be here. And it's nice to uh, uh, have a shot uh, 15 years after the newspaper said, go away and don't come back. Yeah, it's uh, it's new age media. We're streaming live on the internet now. I want to start this conversation by talking a little bit about Leon Dreisaitl. And he's a guy who, his game can be frustrating sometimes because there's, you know, sometimes the slow wanders off when he goes for a change. There's moments like against Buffalo where he has some bad turnovers. He's not always the quickest on the back check on a consistent basis. But then you watch what he does last night, just taking over the game. And that's a shining example of just how quickly players of that caliber can just flip things in the right direction. Well, you know, Leon is a rare example of a player who's not only big and strong, but smart and skilled. He covers all the bases and there's a lot of ways he can play. You cannot back Leon Dreisaitl off by playing him physically. You cannot uh, game him by being smarter. 
Uh, what Leon does is what we saw last night. He grabbed that game when it could have got out of hand uh, with McDavid out, however briefly, and turned it around. And I tell you what, we've seen that a lot of nights. I, I've never got the people that seem to think he lacks in this or lacks in that. I see as complete a, a hockey player as you can possibly want uh, in Leon Dreisaitl. And he just happens to play with the best player on the planet, but he's not far uh, from that status in the minds of a lot of people. Yeah, Frank Saravalli was talking about it on his show today, Daily Faceoff Live, that, you know, in some ways, like it's great that Connor and Leon are this dynamic duo, but in some ways, Leon Dreisettle's star would probably almost be bigger if he wasn't next to McDavid and he was able to do stuff like that on his own on a consistent basis in a different market. Like I know it's a whole different conversation, but sometimes he does get overshadowed by 97 a little bit outside of the Edmonton market. But then you get games like last night that, again, are just such a reminder of, of how special he can be. Uh, I was talking about how I liked Evan Bouchard's game last night uh, against the Penguins. Anyone else really stand out for you? Anyone, any single performance that really caught your attention? Well, Bouchard would be one for me. He is, I tell you what, Evan, and you mentioned it, fans can get concerned about him. He's still a young defenseman in terms of games played at the National Hockey League level. He's not overly aggressive. He doesn't do a, a lot of wow things until he takes a shot from the point or until he makes a pass to a guy in full stride and puts it right on the tape. Those are subtle skill things. Um, so he's not a big bang guy. He's a, he's a small bang guy, great pass. Uh, be in the in the right place. I was worried how he might adjust to being without having Duncan Keith in that mix back there. Uh, to be honest, the you know Duncan Keith Keith would, was the hey it's okay kid don't worry about it experienced guy uh, we'll settle this down nothing to worry about. I tell you what Kulak has come along and done a real good job. This is a guy who's so unspectacular yet he could play I I honestly believe in the top 6 in any team in the National Hockey League. He's got he's you know he's got that he's got those skills Defensemen are supposed to get in the way. Defensemen are supposed to defend and Kulak does that very well. As far as Last night, if you're asking, you know, Dreisaitl was number one for me, but I always find myself drawn to Zach Hyman for some of the things he does. And Evander Kane, I'll tell you what, I think he made a bit of a joke in the post game about, you know, not being having that great a night because he had so many shots. It ends up he was credited with nine shots, not just eight. So, uh, I guess he's got the new team record that was held by Taylor Hall. That's an ob obscure kind of record, but it tells that he's around the net, he's around the puck. That's He brings a lot of other things that uh, helps this team. The aggressiveness, the ability to lay somebody out every once in a while when he feels like it, as well as the ability to score. That's a rare package, man. That's you know, and when he stepped it up last night, uh, during and and when McDavid was out, the brief time he was out, and then afterwards when Woodcroft decided to leave things as they were, I tell you what, Evander Kane is a 
he's a hell of a hockey player. And here's a guy I've got 10 articles when I look back through Oilers Nation uh, uh, about Evander Kane. Don't bring this guy in. It's not a good idea. Well, guess what? I've been wrong before, and in terms of on-the-ice play, what he's done, I'm, I've been wrong about Evander Kane so far, and happy to say that. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I was one of those people that was vocal, like, hey, this dressing room is probably not strong enough to bring in a personality like Evander Kane, and I was skeptical about what the on-ice fit would be. But, I mean, you're getting a guy yeah. who, since he's gone here, has been scoring at a 40-goal pace. It's been remarkable. Happy to be wrong about that. Uh, the last area I wanted to get your thoughts on, there was a great story up at Sportsnet from our colleague Mark Spector. Uh, two kind of questions here. Your thoughts on that article and the way McDavid seems to sort of be warming up to the idea of not being prickly in the media. And also, you're a guy who covered this team for a really, really long time. You were in the room for, for a decade-plus is this a maturation process that you've seen in the past with different star level players? Like you could say. Yeah. You know what? I, I honestly believe that uh, I never got the sense from McDavid watching him from afar. Uh, I have not been uh, the Oilers beat writer during his time here. I mean, I watched the interviews and I've seen him when I've been down at the rink, the occasional time to, to write something, but um, you know, you bring in a teenager, and yes, he's had the eyes of the hockey world on him since he's been however old, 13, 14, 15 years old. You, you know, you think, oh, you should be used to this. Well, I'll tell you what, it's a damn big deal when you're an 18, 19-year-old kid and everybody's standing with their digital recorders and their cameras in your face saying, hey, kid, what's going on? Tell us what's happening with the team. Why can't you guys beat these guys? What's wrong? How about this losing streak? What the heck's going on? I thought you were going to lead this team out of the desert into the promised land. Well, guess what? They're teenagers, some of these kids, when they start out. And I tell you what, I could barely tie my shoes when I was 19 years old, let alone sit, in, sit on a, at a podium they had to do during COVID, you know, some guys just aren't naturally uh, comfortable with it. But I'll say this, he's obviously a, a kid who's, and he's not a kid anymore. He, he's a young man who's grown into it. He's, he's, he's got his footing. I mean, his place with the team and his place in the game is secure. He could walk away today uh and nobody wants to see that happening. But he can walk away today and be considered one of the greatest players ever to play the game. He's got that in his hip pocket right now. He wants to go out and win some Stanley Cups and join that, that group of great players who, who got that on their resume. And he's just more comfortable in the skin you have to be comfortable in when you've got reporters and media and people approaching you when you're out for dinner and... You know, again, I mean, I'm glad Speck wrote it because Speck and I were at the Journal together, God, in 1984 or five. Um, we were, time flies. We were the youngest guys in the sports department. Um, and you'd meet players and some of them just, hey, some of them never wanted to talk to you. And, and, and I get that. Uh, other guys were, you know, they just weren't comfortable in the spotlight. Oh, go ask so-and-so or no, I don't really have anything to say. They blow you off enough times, you know, not to approach them. And they like it that way. They want to be left alone. Connor never wanted to be left alone, I didn't think. It was just like he didn't really know what to say or how to say it. Uh, 
with so many mics in his face. He's comfortable. And like I say, he's comfortable in that skin now. And it's fun because it's part of the business that is going to be there, whether he likes it or not. So why not settle in, uh, enjoy it as much as you can and, and, and go from there? Robin, I appreciate the insight. I really wanted to pick your brain a little bit on that McDavid story. So thanks for hopping on the show. We'll have to do this again soon. Absolutely. See you, see you next time. All right, let's get to the wrap. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. We're going to talk a little betting here in just a second, but first let's get back into the YouTube chat a little bit. Jilly G says, I thought the bottom six had lots of good moments. Fogel, Derek Ryan, especially. Uh, yeah, I thought the bottom six was solid last night. That pass from Derek Ryan, the little drop pass to Ryan McLeod that he popped home. Someone mentioned it to me on Twitter, but that goal also probably doesn't happen without Devin Shore driving the net the way he does and creating that space in that open lane. Um, but I thought the bottom six was was solid for the Oilers last night. Like, again, you look through that game, when you're setting a franchise record for shots on goal in a period and you beat the Pittsburgh Penguins who hadn't lost in regulation yet this season and you shut down, you know, Crosby and Malkin somewhat, it, there's just not a lot to complain about in that hockey game. I think the Oilers might have found something with that Evander Kane, Leon Dreisaitl, Kyler Yamamoto line. Seven minutes and 50 seconds of five-on-five five time on ice for that trio. They outshoot the Penguins 11-3, to three, and more importantly, they outscore the Penguins 2 to nothing. Uh, Nugent Hopkins, Hyman, and McDavid, that trio that they put together again after McDavid went down and they mixed things up a little bit, they outshot the Penguins 8-1. to one. They outscored the Penguins 1-0 to nothing as well. So there was just a ton to like up and down the Oilers lineup. And yeah, the bottom six was solid. They got that kind of nail in the coffin goal at the end as well. Uh, road trip coming up for the Edmonton Oilers. So I see that we're asking people for their expectations of this upcoming trip. Rusty says Oilers get five of six points on the road. It is tomorrow against St. Louis. It is Thursday in Chicago. And then Saturday night, Battle of Alberta Hockey Night in Canada against the Calgary Flames. So three-game road trip. It'll be really, really interesting to see 
how this all kind of plays out for the Oilers because you're hoping like that Carolina game felt like such a big momentum turner for this team and then they laid an egg Saturday against St. Louis couldn't get the offense going and then you go and you do what you did against Pittsburgh and it's like all right let's see if you can finally build a little bit of momentum off of that you can't go lay another egg against the St. Louis Blues and it's going to be harder not to because you're going into their barn you lose last change all of that kind of stuff so they're gonna have to keep the momentum flying tomorrow against the St. Louis Blues and if they do that I like their chances in the second of back-to-backs against Chicago. I assume it's going to be a Stuart Skinner start in that one as well. So excited to see him back in the crease. Like, There's reasons to be optimistic about this road trip. Uh, we'll break it all down tomorrow on another Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day edition of the show. Let's bring back in our guy Liam and get to a little betting. Liam, tonight, and first off, yesterday, Drysaddle nailed his shot prop. Bouchard mm-hmm. nailed his shot prop. Jay was telling people to take the over. The only thing I... I believe we missed on was my McDavid and uh, Crosby point or assist parlay. Yeah, I think I was the only one because I also picked the others to win on the money line and obviously hit too. So pretty success. I've been on, you know what, not to brag, but I've been okay the last little bit on my NHL picks. Don't ask me about my NFL picks though because I don't know the last time I hit one, especially my Elks pick. I'm glad that season's over. So yeah, I don't have to do no that twice. Anymore. Huh? No more there Elks we picks. We're done. I mean, the CFL no season's problem. over, but you're banned. That's a new show rule. You're banned from CFL picks. Fair enough. Okay, so tonight, no Oilers, obviously. But nope. we're going to go a little risky, I think. So we're going to take the Montreal Canadiens on the money line against Minnesota. Now, obviously, yeah. Minnesota, very good team, but haven't been great to start the season. And Montreal, they've actually been pretty good at home. They've been in Toronto and Pittsburgh at home. And also Arizona. So their three wins have all come at home this season. So I'm going to run with the Montreal Canadiens and then dominate Kubalik. Now I know that looks a little risky. Two points plus 325 doesn't look like he's going to hit it, but he's hitting three straight games. He's one of the hottest players in the NHL. So we're going to we're going to run with these two and just you know they're big money ones. But let's see what happens. We may if we're feeling hot, we may as well try and get it. Yeah, those are some big, big money bets. Uh, my plays today on Daily Faceoff Live were the Red Wings money line. Uh, they're minus 110. It's a pick em between the Wings and uh, the Devils, even though the Devils played last night. They gave up six goals last night. Wings are on home ice. Wings are 3-0-2. I, I think it's great value on the Red Wings at minus 110. And honestly, if you want to take them on the puck line, I don't think that's a terrible spot at all. Um, I had that one. I also have Tampa Bay beating LA minus 140 on the money line there. And I'm going right back to the Steven Stamco shot prop as well. Paying out plus 115 on over three and a half shots on goal. That is a great spot. He's hit it in every game this year except for one. And the the game he missed it on was his last game out as well. So uh, I think Stamco should bounce right back and get four plus shots in that hockey game. So those are your NHL bets for uh, the evening brought to you by our friends over at Betway 19 plus. Make sure you play responsibly. And that's going to be a wrap on today's show from the Sports Closet Studio. We will have new items of the month from Sports Closet. So uh, the jerseys are gone. We'll have something new in their spot tomorrow. I'm swinging by and seeing our friends at the Sports Closet later on this afternoon to do a little bit of shopping. Shout out to the Sports Closet. Short for Giant Game Day. Coming tomorrow as the Oilers take on the Blues. Until then, just keep keep enjoying that big win from last night. That was an exciting one from the Edmonton Oilers. Shout out to Liam, our producer Alex Lard, and Robin Brownlee, who joined the show today as well. Looking forward to having Robin on every couple of weeks throughout the season here. Enjoy your day. We'll talk tomorrow.